Hey there, you're listening to Pushing It, where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. Because if you can't laugh without peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I'm Elise McAllister, and I'm here with Jen Laird, and we're so excited to be here today with Jamie Otis. Oh my goodness, we are so excited. You might remember her from Married at First Sight and The Bachelor. She is also the author of Wifey 101, and she makes jewelry. She does all of the things. Um, So we are so excited for you to hear our amazing interview with her. It is an interview worth listening to. Um, So welcome, Jamie. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Well, goodness, we were just so excited to have you. You have such an exciting life and um, I guess that just sums it all up. You just have such an exciting life. (laughs) I have to admit that I have been doing a little stalking. Light stalking. Light Light. stalking. Very light. No creepiness here. No restraining orders necessary here. no, no. Um, (laughs) listening to your podcast in the car and um yeah just hearing about your life and I'm excited to get to hear more today from you um so yeah we would love to actually just have you give a little intro of yourself we already gave one but we would just love in your words for you to introduce who you are yeah okay so I'm Jamie Otis (laughs) (laughs) a co-host of Hot Marriage Cool Parents, the podcast. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I am a mom to my beautiful daughter, Henley Grace, and I'm a wife to my hubby, Doug Hainer. Um, And we met on a show called Married at First Sight. And now I'm a host for, I host the show Married at First Sight Unfiltered on Lifetime. Okay. I mean, I do a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. Are you currently working as a nurse in the labor and delivery at a hospital? I'm not, which uh, what happened was I was working per diem at a local hospital here and uh, I just like didn't have, you know, like for nurse management, like they can only hire a certain number of staff, like they're only allowed to. And so my nurse, my nurse manager is awesome. She's so great. And the thing is, is that I have to fly out to LA twice a month. And so really hard and you have to, you know, I don't know if you ladies know, but for us in our hospital anyways, we give our, you know, our availability like a month ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. And so I would give my availability, not necessarily knowing that I'd have to pick up an extra shoot day over in LA. And so that's like an easy three days gone because for travel. And then once you get there, you're shooting for 12 to 13, sometimes more hours. And then you travel back home and it's, you know, it's like I'm in, I, I'm in New Jersey. So it's a, you know, six hour mm. flight or so. So anyway, yeah. long story short, I was just going through the struggle of just giving them enough time and be, then being reliable. Like I'd always try to switch my shift and sure. I, I like, I, I absolutely love labor and delivery nurse. And that was my dream was to be a labor and delivery nurse and I accomplished it. And, you know, I love knowing that I have that little plan B right in my pocket because yeah. I'll easily go back to it if my life dies down one day. But, um, <laughs> but I, 
you know, now that I'm a mom and I just, I'm so busy that I'm, I haven't been able to, to go, but then I'll like meet up with my nurse friends and they're like talking about, Oh, the other day, this delivery. And I'm like, uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> it makes, it makes a lot of sense. I think as moms, how we have to make decisions based on each life stage of what makes sense and what our desires are. And yeah. You got to balance it. I don't like to use the word balance because I think that's kind of a misnomer. Like really balance because you're always, you can't, you're always choosing to give one thing more potentially than the other. And that's not bad or good. And I think we put a lot of, you know, um, a little too much pressure on that. But um, yeah, I like the way you said for the season, this is, this is not what you can do. It has to be something And like, I, I honestly, I felt bad because I would give my availability, like hoping, like crossing my fingers and toes that like, I won't have to be needed someplace else. But I also can't, it, it was a struggle for me because I can't just not show up as a host to this TV show. Like it Absolutely. doesn't work without me. So I, I'm like, it was just a sort of struggle for me. And, um, at the end of the day, I was you know, I had to kind of make a decision. And so I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that to the, you know, to the hospital. I don't want to right. do that to my fellow colleagues like to kind of like constantly beg them to switch shifts with me and and I don't want to do it to my daughter either because then yeah. I lose yeah. a day with her and so I just decided that you know right I mean I know I always have nursing I can always go yeah. back to the hospital and be a yeah. nurse but TV hosting I mean I, I feel so fortunate that I have this role yeah. I absolutely love it it's so fun and so I'm like I'm gonna ride you know ride this bandwagon as long as I can and <laughs> When this train stops moving, I'll go right back to the hospital and get myself into some scrubs. (laughs) I love it. And what an awesome example to all the moms out there listening and all the moms everywhere of of just flexibility in your life. Because I think a lot of parents have babies and then their plans change. They do have a plan B or they, they're suddenly looking for a plan B because what they were doing before isn't going to work with parenthood. It might always, it might not always be, um, you know, being on a television show, but it might, yeah. you know, but it might be that the, the work that they were doing doesn't fit with being a mom anymore. And I think it's great to, to really normalize that. Yeah. I mean, I think it happens to more women than we ever talk about because Absolutely. You, almost, you almost feel guilty that you can't juggle it all and balance yes. it all or whatever, but we're only human. And, right. and at the end of the day, the most important relationship that we have is with our children. And if we're trying, if we can't give all the pieces to ourselves to like all these different areas of life and then still have anything left to give to our family and they should be the first ones to get something. So yes. that's just, I yes. guess no shame in having to like reprioritize your life after having a baby. I think that we all have been there. That's a super important message. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I feel like we should all just put our little virtual hands in the middle and say, go team, let's normalize this for all the moms. I'm totally, my hands in the middle. I'm just saying right, it right Mine now. too. Go team. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm often saying to folks who, um, are asking me, what does it look like to maybe, um, would it be bad for me to think about um, not going back to my professional career that I have to work a gazillion hours and it's really driven and I'm stressed out and all of this like type of talk. And I said, you know, I think some of the bravest decisions that um, folks have had to make is to actually ask those questions, to actually ask, what do I want? And to be brave about asking, is it actually to find another line of work? And um, for some folks, just asking the question is what's important because it gets you thinking through. Um, And for other people, they come up with the answer, which is, yes, I want to keep doing this. And this is what I want. And for other folks, it's like, no, I... 
I need to relook at this stage of life, what my desires are. And it's not going back to this particular type of work they were doing before. And I, I don't know that our message out there is that's really brave um, yeah. or even okay. And yeah. just yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you do all the things. I mean, really, you've got a book, you run a show, a jewelry a company, a podcast. I mean, could we, we could just go on, yeah. right? Uh, See, uh, it's talking at its finest right here. Um, <laughs> so how do you balance it? Even though Jen said we're not allowed to use the word yeah, balance. Yeah, I don't use the word balance, but okay. I, I don't have another word, so we get to use the word balance. How do you <laughs> attempt to find balance in all the things that you do? Because we're all trying to find that. How, how do you keep all the balls in the air? How about that? I wish I had like a magic answer to share with all the moms <laughs> that are trying to balance their whole lives of like picking up the kid and making dinner and cleaning your home and also working and then getting like, you know, all these things. I mean, I don't even have the answer. Like how does, how do any of us balance it? I have no idea. We just do it, right? Like we all just oh, yeah. figure it out. And I think one thing for me personally, I've really been stressed lately because I, I am literally like going in a million different directions at once. And, but like, I think what I'm trying to do to kind of like balance myself, not so much all the things, but just me is like, <gasps> have like a little bit Amazing. of a structure in my life. Like, but I, I mean, I'm not there yet. So I, I can't like preach this as if like I'm living it, but I'm, I'm going to preach it because I believe what you put out into the universe, it comes. Mm -hmm. So Love it. yeah, my goal is to like wake up and have like write in my gratitude journal and then meditate for a hot minute, like being thankful. And then maybe like drop off my daughter at nursery school and then maybe go for a run and then conquer my day. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just throwing it out into the universe. That is not at all what my morning looks like. But I think that that would be like really important to do. And I keep telling myself, I need to make time for me. Like at yes. the end of the day, like everybody's pulling a piece and I want them all to have a piece. That's why, I mean, I'm, I'm there for it because I love them all. I love everything that I'm doing. But at the end of the day, I'm jeopardizing myself and my health, like yeah. in my happiness and my sanity. So right. I'm, this summer, I'm genuinely going to try. And I, I mean, I've been saying this now for a couple of weeks. So I need to start holding myself accountable. Like there's, oh, that's <laughs> another thing. That's another step of the, the thing. It's like, sure, you can, like <laughs> think about if you really want to go back to your job and think about like, oh, maybe this job would be better. But then it's like, hold yourself accountable and take action because yeah. otherwise you're going to be miserable. Like so, but I'm like, almost, I'm literally preaching to myself because yeah. like, I'm, I'm there with you, girl. Like I, I need to like wake up and maybe like get my kid off to nursery school first. Cause like nothing can get done while she's awake in the morning. Right. And then, like sit in the parking lot and write in the gratitude journal and maybe like go for a run or something. I don't know, go for even like a 10 minute hike or something, just something to yeah. like energize the day and then yep. conquer work. I, I love so much of what you have just said, because I think from an outside perspective, when we see people who are on TV, wrote a book, starting a company, <laughs> doing a podcast, it can be easy to go, they got all their shit together. Oh, right? I do not. <laughs> and that's what I so love is that it's mm -hmm. actually about each of us together and yet separately um, figuring out our own life right? It's yeah. not about looking over the fence and going, of course she's got it all and everything's perfect because look at XXX that she does. It's more about you're, we're all together in this. We all need to support each other and we need to keep saying things like this out loud and that it's about yes action. You just told us about all the actions and the um, goals that you have as far as like gratitude journal and taking a minute to, you know, get some endorphins by exercising, all of that stuff, but it's actually not a checklist. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. that's true. 
And what I I just really love is that you're setting such an awesome example for your daughter of this is the goal. This is the goal to put yourself first or to make yourself a priority. Yeah. Yeah, And And, 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 I think to add to that, I think to add to that is that we need to show our children that whether they're male or female, but, but probably Mm -hmm. mostly female, because let's just be honest, like that's just the way the world is. Absolutely. But like we need to show them that self-love and prioritizing self-needs, that is not like being selfish. That's not being, you know, like ridiculous either. That is just, that is a necessity that you need to do in life and it's okay. And there's no shame in it. But I feel like even now talking about it, like inevitably, like I, you just tend to put yourself last as a woman, yes. like you just do, you have all these other roles and it's, it's, it's so sad. It's like, I, and, and even still I sit here and like today I didn't do any of those things that I really want to do, but maybe tomorrow I'm going to like put myself first and just do those things. <laughs> yes. And I would even say that sometimes we glamorize putting ourselves last as moms, like, Oh, yeah. you know, I spent all this time taking care of everybody else. And and we don't really celebrate like, hey, she took some time for herself today. She put herself first. And yeah. It's we need to like- do more of that. So I love that you're doing that and you're saying this to everyone. Yeah. I feel like there's almost a stigma associated to like a mom who like, let's say if a mom dropped her kid off with a sitter for like two hours so that she could get her hair done. It's almost like, what? Like, why do you do that? Like, you didn't, and then it's like, oh heck no. Like that mom has got it right. Like she needs a little yeah. alone time. Let herself, let her get her hair done and feel good about herself. And there's no shame with that. Like, yeah. Like, and then go have some coffee afterwards and read yeah. a book or do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Eat some chocolate that you're not sharing with your kid. Yeah, exactly. You get to have the whole chocolate bar all by yourself and no one's asking for any of it. <laughs> I love that. You don't even have to lie about the chocolate bra- chocolate bar or worry about the chocolate brass. You don't have to like sneak into like the bathroom and close the door and poop the chocolate bar. Oh my bar gosh, on the so many times. <laughs> or you could even poop in the bathroom by yourself without a oh my small gosh. person trying to open the door. Oh, That's so true. So I, I had three kids in um, just under four years. And let me say it was years wow. before I pooped by myself. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm you're- surprised you have. <laughs> <laughs> At least a little. You're probably not pooping alone yet. <laughs> we won't make you confess or anything. We're, we won't go there yet. We'll, we'll throw in a more, more questions before we ask you how you poop. <laughs> We try to not get too personal. <laughs> Actually, I'm a, I'm a wide open book. I've definitely, I've had moments where I've literally pooped holding my kid in my lap, and I'm oh, like, yeah. this is disgusting. But I, what else <laughs> am I gonna do? <laughs> I feel like I knew I was a mom when I was breastfeeding while pooping and brushing my toddler's teeth. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm a mom. This you is made this it. is it. I feel like we should all get Girl Scout like sashes, oh, and totally. for everything that we do, we get a badge. And that was like, yeah, like yeah. this is the bottom of the barrel badge right yeah, here. Yeah. This is it. You rock bottom now. <laughs> exactly. This is as far from my, what I dreamed my life would be like when I was 20 years old. Badge. <laughs> So you met your husband, um, married at first sight. So we wanted to know, um, is there a parallel between thinking about when your daughter was born and falling in love with her at first sight, at first sight, as there was with your husband? Does that make sense? Crazy. Yes, it does. And 
what's wild is that yes, there was, which is interesting. Yeah. And I think it really, I feel like I learned a lot about myself and and like my personality because of this, because, Mm. you know, you know, getting married to a stranger, I, I, I'll just like paint the picture for your listeners. I panicked and I like really wanted true love and like a fairy tale wedding. And I just like envisioned like at least like some sort of chemistry when our eyes met because oh, he was sure. a stranger that I was marrying, but I was really in it for like, I really wanted this marriage to work. And so when there was no chemistry and like no sparks were flying and I was like, Oh my God, like, what Oh no, that like, sounds really sad. Yeah, and yeah, it could totally happen when you have a baby too. Yes. yes. So that's what happened. So the same, so I was like totally anticipating when I have a baby, like that would never, I mean, I was like, no way. And like, and it's a, like almost a sin to admit out loud. And, and I want my daughter to know if she ever hears this, that I love her immensely. And I did the, yes. like, I've always loved her, but like she came out and I was like, huh, that's not really what I was like. I was like, that my baby? Like, really? Like, right. huh? like she doesn't look a thing like me. She doesn't look like you, Doug. Like who, like what? This is my baby. And like, I would just stare at her in awe. Like, this just wasn't what I envisioned. And so this is like the take takeaway for that. Cause my husband his dad was like, Oh, funny. That's exactly how you were when you met me at the, the oh. wasn't exactly what you envisioned in here. And so oh. I think the takeaway is, is that I've always been someone to like really have all, like, I want to have all my ducks in a row and I really want to plan sure. everything out. And I want, and I will be, like, I am the person that will like, I will work towards reaching my goal. Like one way or another, I'm going to get there. But like when you can't always just like, you can't always have that in life. You can't just have all your ducks in the row all the time and like just work towards your goal and, and like always know the outcome, like things are going to be thrown at you and you have to be able to like kind of adapt and roll with the punches. And, you know, honestly, I honestly, my daughter does. I, I was like, she does not look like me. She had like almost like a red tint hair and my, oh, I have, interesting. like I naturally have like a dark, dark hair. And I was born with a dark head of hair as a baby. And my husband had blonde hair and she had like a red tint. And I was like, what? I mean, my sister has red hair. So I'm like, maybe I'm like, but this doesn't look like my child. Like, where did she come from? I just, uh-huh. like, I really did. I had this, this like thought in mind that this was going to be like probably a dark haired child because I had dark hair and I thought it was going to be, she was going to be a lot smaller because my belly really wasn't that big. And she turns out to be a whopping eight pounds, which I know that doesn't sound like a lot to some, but like eight pounds, two ounces, that's a big baby to push out. And anybody who has a bigger baby than that, uh, God bless your mama. Cause like it was hard for (laughs) (laughs) So like, but like, I just envisioned a real, I mean, I just envisioned it to be so different than what it was. And then I was just sat there. I just sat there like staring at my baby, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, wow, this isn't what I anticipated. So I think, but like, I really learned from then to like, just stop stop trying to have the ducks in the row and like the perfect like vision, like let it flow. And you're just going to be so happier, you know, like just a hundred percent happier in life. Like I didn't have to have a panic attack at my wedding day. I'm happily married to my husband. He's the most amazing man alive. And if I just like, didn't have like all these expectations, then we would have had a phenomenal wedding day and the story would be different, but it wouldn't be as funny. So I guess it's good that I was (laughs) crazy. Oh, but I think it's so, I mean, TV, which is, I guess, the irony here, um, but TV tends to build up weddings and births as this moment of like, oh, now my life is complete. And in real life, I mean, we see birth all the time. We both have seen it this week, Jen and I. And it's rarely about falling in love at first sight. Yeah. It takes time because love does take time, even when it's absolutely perfect. So I love that you live two examples of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Sarah and that's took me two of the most important examples to realize. Next baby, I'm having no expectations. It's probably going to come out, I don't know, like purple, and I'll be like, no expectations. This, oh, I right. shouldn't say purple. That's not even, wait. <laughs> that right. is not. I'm, I'm changing that. It's going to come out. Uh, green. green. There's, never, green. there's never a good, there's well, not, not a good There's never color. a good color. No, no, we, I, I was polka dotted, <laughs> yellow and pink polka dots. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's going to come out polka dotted and... I don't even think that's good. I'm like petiki eye. I'm like thinking. I'm like no. I, I'm like that's ignorance. When you know too much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's a hashtag. Well, okay. and that that leads me to another question. What was that like as a labor and delivery nurse to experience your own birth? Did you have expectations because you've been to so many births of how it should look or choices that were like, oh, I thought I would make this, but I'm making this choice. Um, yeah. Were you kind to yourself in your birth? <laughs> um, okay, so not really. And I'm sure that you, you guys are probably the same, right? I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, first of all, I was in full-blown labor, and I did not want to be like, this is so silly. But, like, I didn't want, like, the nurses walk of shame, like, the labor and delivery nurses walk of shame, like, going in and thinking you're in labor and you're not even yeah. dilated at all. So, I was, like, <laughs> I, like, tortured myself. And I was, like, I just don't know if it's really real. I'm not sure. And I was new at this hospital at the time. So, I was, like, I don't want to, like, embarrass myself in front of my coworkers. And so, I just, like, waited out at home. And my sister was with me and, she, and she's had two babies. And, and, and also, like, it's not like I'm, I'm not silly. Like, I was, I know exactly what, I, I couldn't even, like, but I mean, I couldn't barely breathe through the contraction, but I was like, well, you know, I don't, I, I was like just trying to downplay it in every way right. possible. Um, but turned out that was kind of a good thing because my labor then in the hospital part was very easy because it wasn't so long. I wasn't like strapped to a bed or whatever. I definitely didn't need any Pitocin or anything to help push it along because right. I was already like, they said I was four centimeters, but I spare, I was really like seven centimeters. Like I, cause, cause no, no lie. Probably never shared this with anybody else, but I definitely checked myself. Did you guys ever check yourself? Oh, that's super hard to though. It's really hard. I was like, if I could just extend my arm just no, a little bit. My, my baby's head was so low. Like she was oh, low and like, gotcha. I was like, I was like seven centimeters dilated by the time when I checked myself. So I was like, oh yeah, I better go. Like I was like, yeah. oh, and so I, I love that. Yeah, I was like, holy moly. Like, I'm sure that's her head. I'm positive. There's not a doubt. Like, else. Okay. Yeah, we got yeah, it. Nothing <laughs> else feels like a head in there yeah, ever. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I like, literally like just sat like on the side of the tub or whatever and just like kind of just angled my body, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, and so then we, you know, we went and at that point when I knew in my head that I wasn't crazy, then of course, like my pain got immensely like, like worse, like almost instantaneously. Like I swear to God, our brains are so powerful because yes. when I was thinking it might just not be real, it, it inevitably, like I was able to handle the pain, but the minute I was like, oh yeah, I'm dilated. Oh yeah, this is happening. I was like, oh my God, it's so painful. Like, well, yeah. like, <laughs> I, like let myself feel the pain and it was the worst. And then my midwife was like, oh, let's just have you walk around a little bit. And I was like, just give me the epidural. I'm, I'm a big fan <laughs> of epidural. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a big fan of any strong mama that can do it without. But I yeah. I'm just I'm okay with the epidural. Like give me the epidural. It <laughs> sounds like you're a fan of everybody's making their own choices, huh? hundred oh, percent. Oh. Yeah, that's where we're at too. Yeah. yeah. All the birds. So but how like, many hours later did she come? So Thanks. I get to the hospital at like two AM and she came out at oh my god, five five twenty two or five <gasps> twenty. Wow. Wait, okay, no. I, 
wait a minute, maybe I got to hospital at midnight, but it wasn't early. Either like, way. I can't even remember. You say wow to both of them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Like this, and, and also, so I got the epidural and I knew I was, I checked myself again in bed and I was like, oh, she's, I'm fully dilated. But like they, she, I could see her strip. So I knew she was perfectly fine. And I'm like, yeah. I'm going to leave her down as long as they Oh, good for you. <laughs> and so I just labored myself. I was feeling great. I couldn't sleep at all because I was just so excited slash yeah. nervous slash like, oh my God, I'm having a baby. Yeah. And I could yeah. see the strip was so beautiful, which was like, thank you, Jesus, because I, yeah. I don't think I could have handled a bad strip. Like I don't, I was like, I don't want to look at the strip, but I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys do that? I mean, I looked at the strip like also, I just couldn't help it. Yeah. And she was doing <laughs> so great in there. And honestly, I had the most beautiful birth with her. Like Aww. it was just so calm and poised and just like, so like, and and that's not normal. Like that's, you know, what's crazy is that you see those on TV and you're like, that is not normal. So then what was happening to me, I'm like, wow, this is really like not normal. But I was like, oh, this is so, it was just so peaceful and relaxing. And, you know, yeah. I would push and I felt like I wasn't really pushing right because I couldn't feel my bottom because <laughs> I had no right. And I was like, yeah. Am I pushing right? And they're like, oh yeah, you're pushing right. I'm like, are you sure? Because I really don't feel it in my bottom. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, you're pushing right. I'm like, okay, good. And she came out literally like, I don't know, five or six pushes or something. I mean, it was, oh, wow. fast. It was fast. It was a real Well, fast. it sounds like as a labor and delivery nurse, you did not get stuck in your head. You really were in your body and just trust in your body and going with instincts. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, it was honestly a very, and this, and I hate to like say that and, and like, and then paint that picture as yeah. of expectations for any other mom, because it doesn't always happen like that, but right. you know, it, it, it can, you know, there, it, right. it can be like that. And so it, and it, I was, I feel like very fortunate and thankful that it, it was just so calm and collected and she was, yeah. you know, she never really had any D-cells like that's awesome she just she did really well and yeah and I've had a great epidural so I didn't feel a thing and until like after that wore off and holy moly oh, that's <laughs> like the like world war down yeah. there and then it's postpartum time which we uh, call the best kept secret because nobody talks about postpartum oh my god I think it's like the worst secret like that why don't people yes. yeah yeah probably the worst kept but nobody tells the truth about oh. postpartum we I think this is kind of like what we were talking about earlier when we celebrate moms or we don't celebrate moms making choices for themselves later on yeah I think that we spend a lot of time celebrate mo- celebrating moms like getting back at it or back, yeah. back or, oh, oh, she fits in her skinny jeans. But we don't really spend a lot of time talking about healing this new body. Yeah. Did or you like- feel – how did you feel postpartum? Did you feel blindsided by all of that or did you feel like you were pretty in the know with your experience? I mean, I feel like I knew because, you know, we both we all work in that field. So I knew yeah. that it wasn't going to be necessarily easy. I knew I would have it easier than if I had a, had a C-section. So I was thankful for that. But honestly, it was – beyond excruciating. It was so incredibly painful that I felt like I had like a C-section down there. Like, I mean, it just, and also I had, I had hemorrhoids. And so do you like, you hear of those and you're like, oh yeah, I don't know. At least I was like, oh yeah, she's got hemorrhoids, you know, too, you know, I had no idea how painful they were. Like, I'm like, I have so much empathy for every patient that's ever had a hemorrhoid now. Like, I wish that I had known how painful those bad boys are. Why are hemorrhoids such a secret? Like, we need to talk way more about hemorrhoids and, oh, man, we need a lot more hemorrhoids. We're we're not scaring folks out there, but there's a reality of hemorrhoids are a thing and they hurt. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to make it known that I, so I've always just like my midwife was like, oh, you know, no doctor is going to touch you with that hemorrhoid if you're pregnant. And and she was like, yeah, you know, no one's going to like, you know, help you out because you're pregnant, you know? And so I just always dealt with it and dealt with it and dealt with it. And I think that like now, I don't know, maybe it's things have changed, but I'm going to go right back to my midwife who I absolutely love and respect. And she's, you know, I'm sure that she had heard that information from another doctor. And so that's obviously the advice she was giving, but I found a doctor that will. And so I'm like, I'm going to go and tell her to tell all her patients that, you know, this doctor will see you if you have a, you know, a hurtful hemorrhoid, because I mean, honestly, I could, I couldn't walk. Like I was walking together. It was, it was just absolutely excruciating. So that on, on top of like, healing with, you know, like I had a second degree laceration. So I had like stitches and then, I mean, let's talk about like sex after a baby. I mean, oh yes, please. Still not the same. Like he couldn't like, this is definitely TMI, but like he couldn't. Oh, nothing's TMI for us. (laughs) Yeah. Like he couldn't even, like we couldn't even like do the deed because it wouldn't fit. And I was like this, and it was painful. Yeah. I don't, it was, it was rough, but yeah, there's a lot of worst kept secrets. (laughs) Right. that yeah. I feel like we should talk about not to scare others, but to help educate yes. them and like help, help them. I don't know, be prepared that, Hey, listen, yes. like you're, you're not alone. alone. I, yeah. I love how you talked about, um, wanting to share resources. So, um, I'm hearing you say, Hey, there actually is this doctor because yeah. if we hear, no, 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 it's not possible. You just got to get through it when actually there is ways to support that. Yeah. And I'm even thinking about painful sex after having a baby, like, are you using proper lubrication? Are you going right. slow? Do you feel safe in the environment? Is the baby next to you in bed or in another room? Um, you know, have you seen a pelvic floor physical therapist? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, or like, just are you breastfeeding? And so your hormones are way out. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that honestly, that I think that in addition to I, I genuinely think that I was sewed up a little bit too tight. I, I didn't know that, that was a thing, but it really yeah. is a thing. Yeah, and it that is. The only way to like, at least this is what, you know, my doctors told me it was the only way to, to like kind of cure that, I guess, is to have another baby and then to get re-sewed correctly kind of thing, or just let your body like naturally like, but I mean, and honestly, it's gotten better. I'm not nursing anymore. So that part's better. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, there's so many different things that we should be talking about, but I mean, it is very upfront personal thing. So maybe not everybody wants to share their story, but if, at least if some people share their story right. so that the people that don't want to share theirs have a resource, you know, like yeah, have someone yeah. else to talk to, I'll be, yes. we'll be the girls that they can, you know, we'll, we'll let it all hang out for them. And I love it. <laughs> One yeah. of our goals for pushing it podcast is that we're not scaring folks that we're actually saying, here's the reality of what you might experience to normalize it. The shit out of birth is our tagline, but oh, also God. like, <laughs> let's all share our resources too. I mean, this isn't, the point is not even in this conversation, we haven't gotten on here and just like complained, we've talked about, hey, this stuff is hard. We don't talk about it enough. And whether or not it be um, encouragement and the strength to get through or, hey, here's this guy that you should go see who can help you out with your hemorrhoids. You know, it's all of those things. Okay. So what are your tips then for um, what what got you through? Um, (laughs) First things first is, you know, that like donut thing. Do you guys have that? Yes. You got to get the donut, right? So for anyone listening who doesn't know what this is, it's like a cushion that has the inside out so that your butt isn't like touching anything and your hoo-ha isn't either. And that's like 
absolutely necessary. That and the other thing too is like, oh my gosh, I wish that I could go back and tell myself this again and again and again <laughs> day out is do not compare yourself to other moms and how they're healing and what they're doing. Oh, like, wait, can you, uh, can you just say that for the people in the back real quick one more time? <laughs> yeah. Do not compare yourself, girl, because honestly, we're all just trying to make it work and maybe someone makes it look good on Instagram. Okay. Maybe she's got like an Instagram oh. or something, but At like, least she's my best friend. Oh my gosh. Shady, like, will you be our best you friend? You are like <laughs> seeing all the good things. Thank you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, cause I, I was there and I like really, I going into it, I was like, I am I loved being pregnant and I know I, I like didn't feel fat per se, but like, cause I always remember when women were pregnant, I was like, first of all, I cannot wait to be pregnant and have a baby. And then they'd say, I feel like a whale. And I feel like, and I'm like, God, like, I wish that they just like appreciated that they don't even look like that. Like you, they're pregnant and you can tell they look pregnant because they have a baby in them and that's amazing. Yeah. But then it's funny when I'm the one with, you know, pregnant and my face is all bloated because of the hormones and all the water, like holding onto the water and whatnot. I've kind of felt like, you know, chubby, I guess. And which I told myself, I, I was able to like, be like, come on girl. Like I, I knew, like I, I was able to talk myself out of that real fast because I was just so thankful to be pregnant and yeah. far along. Um, but then postpartum, I told myself, don't, you know, do not try to like, you know, envision yourself bouncing back. It's not going to happen. And even if it does happen, great. That's not the goal. Like the goal is to just be healthy and happy for this, for yeah. yourself and for your baby. But sure enough, you know, like, and I think it's like the hormones, you know, that you go through. Yeah. Smoke. And like I was nursing, so the hormones, you know, I feel like they even run rampant even more if you're nursing. But um, yeah. Well, like- and I often say it's two things. I think it's a grief in that you um, are going, even though you want something so bad, you wanted the baby, you wanted this new life and this new identity um, or new label as mom, but you actually have to leave something behind in order to come into this new yeah. part of your identity. And then I think it's also that we have to get – a huge identity shift is becoming creative with I got these envisions of what it's going to be like to be a mom and I know for me when I first um became a mom I was like oh crap I'm gonna like start wearing denim dresses it was <laughs> yeah it was the late 90s yeah you gotta you gotta get the like yeah, 90s was, denim dresses it, it was a long time ago but um I had this vision of like oh man I'm young I'm you know not I don't want to become what I envisioned of air quotes mom. And I do love my mom, but I guess I didn't want to look like her because she was, you know, 30 years older than me. And that was my perception. And um, that identity going into it going, oh, wait, I didn't become just because I burst a baby. I didn't become a different person. My heart got bigger and my skill set got bigger. And I certainly love this human being, but I, as a person, haven't actually changed. I've, you know, right. I mean, yes and no. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I have yeah, changed, yeah. but I'm not. I'm just me still. Play the baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So, I did that keep going for a while for you of kind of that afterwards, maybe? It was, yeah. It was kind of a bit of, well, first of all, I. <laughs> I don't know how I did this. I like filmed a TV show that, like while I was giving birth and then also oh postpartum, like right after I was <laughs> oh. the TV show. 
And then I like flew to LA to start shooting this other TV show that I host. Um, and so I just, I never had a maternity leave ever. I mean, I did have one from the hospital. Like I, I wasn't at the hospital. And so that was that stress of like, you know, being able like that, honestly, it hurt my heart because I'm a people pleaser. So like anytime I'd have to like do that schedule rearranging, it just hurt my heart for everybody involved because, you know, I just don't want to like put anyone out kind of thing. So at least I had maternity leave from the hospital. That was awesome. Um, but, it, but then like I, I was still just working the whole time. And um, I think that that, kind of stress, like is, I think if I hadn't had so many stressors on top of like being a new mom and breastfeeding was not, I mean, that's a whole other topic to talk about. Like you think you're going to just, that baby's going to latch right on, especially if you work in the field, you're like, Oh yeah, I got this. I've had, oh, yeah. and my, I mean, I had, I'm, a, I'm a labor and delivery nurse teaching moms how to nurse. And I had cracked bleeding nipples, both sides, oh. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you can, you don't, it's just, it's crazy. Like you think that you're prepared, even, you know, even with all the knowledge, it's like, you just, you just got to go with the flow when, when that baby comes because yeah. things just, you just can't really prepare for absolutely everything. Like things are going to happen. Like one bad, like latch and yeah. you just let her go. And that, cause she's screaming and you're just like, okay, just eat anyways. Like obviously you're right. getting something. So just stay on and then game over for like forever because then she wants to eat again in two hours when your nipple had no time to heal and it's just going to worse. <laughs> worse. Like, shoot, why did I let her eat that time? Yes. Babies <laughs> do not take into account your knowledge and your experience with, you know, your career. So or- <laughs> yeah. They're like, just give me the food. <laughs> I don't care. So was she traveling with you as a tiny baby? So, well, so I didn't fly out to shoot unfiltered until, um, she was two, I think she was two and a half months old. And yeah, I took her, I took her with me because A, she had her shots. B, my baby was two and a half months old. And I was like, if I'm going to be a working mom, like I I literally, but you know, this is how I'm like, how the heck did I do this? Like I had (laughs) to fly from one coast to the other with a newborn baby on a plane all by myself. And I had no help when I got there. So I'm like up all night nursing my baby. And then the next day I have like a 12 hour day sitting in the chair, you know, hosting the show unfiltered. I did have obviously help while I was hosting, but then that night, just her and I again, and the following day I fly back across the country. Like, oh, I did it. like, I don't even know how I don't like look at, um, I'll never, ever do it again. I promise you that. Like, I, next time I'm gonna, <laughs> like, like, but I, you know, you just do it as a mom. And yeah, you know, I was like, I'm, there's not a chance I'm leaving my kid. This is not happening. Like she's coming. Right. And it's, and I also, but I also am now more sensitive to the fact that like, you know, if you, if you have to, because of work, you have to do what you have to do to like maintain your family. Like, you know, so yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, you know, not everybody gets the luxury of a six month or a year maternity leave, but right. God bless you yeah. if you do. That's- yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate how you can see that me, you know, you'd make a different choice next time, but also that you, we do hard things. We yeah. do harder things and we really think we, what are, are you laughing at me? Was that a sexual reference that I didn't get? <laughs> Only from a previous show. Oh, Elise. Okay. We, how do I say that then? If it's not, we do hard things. We can yeah. choose to do hard things. Um, you're going to help oh me Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just curious. So you've got this baby and you're, you know, you're this expert, right? On, on babies and birth and, um, and you're this face that people know. So whether you're on a set or you're out in public, people recognize you and you're a mom on display. And it is hard enough as just an everyday mom to be out in public with a, a baby or a toddler who 
isn't being just perfect. Um, <laughs> well, let's paint the picture. That kid is laying on the ground screaming in the grocery store. Over, right? you know, like... Inconsequential things. I want yeah. a lollipop and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. fine. Right. Right. So how, how do you navigate that? Honestly, I am the same person on camera, off camera, on the podcast, off Love the it. podcast. And so, you know, if my kid is screaming, I will pick her little tushy up and we'll go right back out to the car and we'll leave a <laughs> right there. Girlfriend, that is not allowed. <laughs> I love it. And you know, I, I got to say, like, if I had seen that as a written response, I would have been like, yeah, right. But having talked to you, I believe I it. Believe like, it, I yeah. love this realness. Oh, are you That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I think that the thing is, is I didn't, it's not like I grew up in, I grew up in trailer parks. I grew up right. with like nothing. And so, uh, and I grew up you know, I don't know, like one thing my mama taught us was manners. That's for darn sure. And so I'm going to make, you know, I'm not, I don't know. I just, I'm not from like wealth and privilege. And so my daughter, even no matter how much money, and one day I'm I'm like, we are going to be millionaires. I'm going to make sure it happens. I work my tush for it, (laughs) but my daughter will never know. Like we will be at the grocery store and I'm going to say, honey, put that back. We can't afford it. Or, you know, know, like I'm just, because I think that my mom said that to me because that's, that was the truth. Like we, but like, it taught me the value of a dollar. It taught me to appreciate the things that I have. And, um, yeah. And I just, I think that to be very honest, my husband's the complete opposite from a a very like, you know, well, like just like a very nice, like, I guess almost like cookie cutter family, like all American, you know, his, they had like money and whatever, and not like a ton, but like enough to survive. They never had to worry about groceries or anything. And he, is terrible with finances. Like he just doesn't know the value of a dollar and he'll admit that now when we first got married, it was a big struggle because he would literally, he would just spend so much money on a clearance rack and about buying things we don't even need. Like, like, he's like, yeah, but look at this deal. I'm like, yeah, but we don't need another pillow, Douglas. Like we have so many pillows. (laughs) Yeah. But this one has a cool memory foam. I'm like, Douglas, that was a $30 pillow, which I think is expensive. But he's like, yeah, but it was originally 70. And this is a, oh "Oh my God. So I, I really do believe that there, that we, I don't know, for me, myself and for my family, like I want to teach my daughter and my future children, you know, I just want them to hear no and like that we can't afford it and that, you know, it costs money to, to earn that. And, you're, you know, we haven't, we don't have that kind of money. That just, it is what it is. And I think that makes for better human beings and compassion and empathy, right? Rather than judgment. Yeah. And like leftovers, I don't know, like I, I know people that are like, I just can't eat them. It's so gross. And I'm like, my kid's going to sit down and eat leftovers because there's 100 <laughs> kids in the world. Like I, there's days, <laughs> like, I remember days that we had no food and like we would literally yeah. like cut the mold off the bread and just make a PB and yeah. J because you're like, well, there's nothing else. And so, you know, I just, I really, you know, and Doug's like, we don't have to go to that extent. I'm like, no, of course we're not going to go to that extent. But like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to make my kid eat moldy bread for, or like cut the mold out. But like, <laughs> there's like value and, yeah. and like just understanding that it doesn't all just come free and easily for everybody. And we should right. really be thankful for the things that we do have. So, wow. yeah. So if my kids, you know, throwing a fit on the floor in the grocery store, I will literally leave my car. I will apologize to the attendant. And I'll tell her I'll come back when she's calmed down. And then I'm going to tell my kid that behavior's not allowed and we're going to go back in when she calms down. <laughs> That's wow. <my> <laughs> I love that answer. That That's is so great. 
that is not always, I think, the answer you get from folks. Um, really? Like, what are, what are you supposed to do? Like, I don't even know what the right answer is, but that's seriously what I would do because I feel like you do that once and hope, I think that she'd get the hint. Like, you're not getting the lollipop and you're going to listen. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. and if she doesn't, well, then I'm really screwed. But <laughs> I mean, I'm not, yeah, yeah. then you I just do it a lot, right? Yeah, then you just do I'll, it until it does sink in. I'm not entirely yeah. sure either, but I think that's the point of parenting is you're not really entirely sure and you just keep trying until it works or you find something different, which is a lot yeah. like birth too. Yes. Yeah. So true. I just I like don't want her to throw a fit and then get whatever it is that she wants because she's like, yeah. you know, throwing a fit. I don't know. That's like something, my, my thing. Something we used to do would be, um, especially when they're like two, three, and they can like cognitively be aware of stuff but still find it hard to manage their behavior, right? Uh-huh. I remember being in the grocery store and there's this kid that like we – we walk by and they're screaming their head off because they want, you know, whatever it was. And we get into the next aisle and I said, how did that make you feel when you saw that, that kid, you know, at being upset? And then, you know, we kind of process that and they're like, yeah. Oh, so it made you feel kind of uncomfortable. Oh, it made you feel sad. And it made you, um, you know, kind of question what was going on with them. Huh. I wonder if that's how other people might feel if you also did that. Yeah. So like kind of non-judgmentally. We're not like pointing out. No shame. No shame. <laughs> look at that ridiculous child. Do you exactly. ever want to look like that? <laughs> but more of like notice how that feels to you as somebody who's nearby. And oh, and how do you think that kid felt? You know? Yeah. Use it as like a teaching that. moment for your exactly. child. Yeah. Where it's hopefully building empathy where we're not going around pointing fingers, but actually, you know, I think our behavior sometimes can change even as adults when we can compassionately notice something. And- oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If like another kid is crying like that and the mom's around, I just try so hard not to oh, look. Yeah. That's like the most, that's like, you just don't want anyone to look at you at that time. Like you're like, oh my right. God, I hope no one's paying attention. So I'll just like purposely busy myself because I'm like, oh, I feel your mama. Like I get it. Like I know. Yes. always just like get up and go or whatever. Like, and you, you're trying to rationalize with your kid to calm down and like, yeah. but I'm like, oh girl, like I'm just like trying to send out the vibe, like without having to look at Solidarity. it. Solidarity. Like, That's not yes. going to be like helpful, but like, there should like, be like a, like a signal that we can give to other moms. Like, oh, solidarity mama. I've yeah. been there. Like, <laughs> hold up the peace sign. Like, Keep the peace. Like, you just do your thing, girl. I, I love you. Like, I'm just going to yes. keep shopping. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think it. I might actually just start doing that. Yeah. But can I, can I just, like, bring that back to what Jen was suggesting and then all the other things that we were talking about adding to our lives and, like, finding time for ourselves and finding this balance and making choices. And, like, this is some heavy shit. Like, we're all doing a lot of work here. Yeah. This mama stuff is not easy. Like, you got to normalize things for your kids and teach them these lessons about compassion. And you're teaching your daughter about, you know, that everything is worth working for and nothing comes easily and for free. And this is really big stuff, all while trying to work on ourselves. Like, this is big. Yeah. yeah, no, it really is. And I think that until you lay it out like that, everyone just lives their life day in and day out without uh-huh. realizing the exact, I mean, we're doing these things day in and day out. It is, it's kind of exhausting, but we just <laughs> it is. Get up and do it again and again. When you lay it out like that, I'm like, I need a nap. <laughs> 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 I'm 
I just went to the grocery store and got butter, but that was really, really hard. <laughs> yeah, I just have a nap now. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly why I need a nap after I buy butter. <laughs> yeah, so funny. <laughs> and um, you're pretty open about this, that you're hoping to add to your family and you're trying to get pregnant um, yeah. from what I've seen. And so I think that's also a highlight of it's worth it, right? You oh, yeah. Oh, to do this and that we all love our kids so much. And we're so, we're, yes, talking about the challenge of it at all, but we wouldn't trade it for anything. And we're grateful for these people in our lives. Plus, she's got to get rid of the extra stitch. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's why I wanted the baby. <laughs> <laughs> better sex someday. Let's get rid of that stitch. I mean, we need that. <laughs> you will be the first person to have a baby so that they can have better sex. <laughs> oh, I can see the headlines right now. Oh, God. Yes. Oh. Maybe I should have thought that one through first. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Sorry. <so funny. laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so tell us how you actually managed to, one, find time since you're so busy. But also, how do you keep the spark alive in your relationship and have that connection and attachment with your husband? Well, yeah. you are needing an app after just buying better and finding time for yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, first of all, we schedule. I'm not going to even going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We definitely schedule, you know, our it. sexy nights together. Uh, and then sometimes, honestly, <gasps> like if it's the weekend and we're both home, I'm like, let's just, let's find time. When she's napping, like we'll have to do it with them. Cause like I get tired at night. Like I just want to go to bed. Yeah. Like, oh, nap time best. Yeah. Daytime sex or like morning sex when you're like fresh and, you know, revived and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm not tired at all. Let's do this. Like, um, but yeah, like honestly, we just, we, we kind of schedule, especially if I know I'm ovulating. I like, you know, obviously track that cause I'm, we're trying really hard for another baby. So, oh, if it's ovulation week, like fertility week, oh, forget it. Like we're having it every day. <laughs> and yeah. like, I literally put my legs up afterwards and, yeah. um, you know, we're just hoping that one, one little sperm will meet its way to an egg and yeah. Beautiful little kiddo. But yeah, we just, yes. we just genuinely schedule it. And, um, it's not always like the sexiest, most romantic thing, but it, you know, it works. And so that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And that's a season, right? Like exactly. it's, it's, um, for this period, um, I mean, pardon the pun there, but it's for this time in life. Yeah. That- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> And Purple you're- babies, periods, when you're trying to have babies, this is great. Doing hard things. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jamie, any parting thoughts or anything um, as we wrap up our time with you? Uh, no, really. Other than I, I always like to like let other women know that like, you know, if you're sitting here right now and you're just listening to this podcast, wherever you are, like to just like really know that you're enough and that we're all all in it together, sister. So if you're feeling whatever you're feeling, just know you're not alone. I guarantee you someone else is feeling it too. And you're not, you're not crazy. You're not the worst mom ever. You're not the worst wife ever. I mean, I just told you I scheduled sex with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) That spontaneity has gone out the window and I'm sure he's probably not thrilled about that, but, but you know, we're, it's all, it's all good. It's this period. This period. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. I feel like now we're all really putting our hand in the middle for Go yeah. Team. Go Team Go. Three of us, but like everybody is feeling yeah. that solidarity. Yeah. And I just, I love how honestly human you are and it's so refreshing and you are just normalizing the shit out of yeah. all of this for everyone else too. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, I wish that I had more of these conversations in my ear before I had a baby, even though yeah. I'm a labor and delivery nurse and I've seen it in and out in every type of situation. But it's just good to hear about it more because no one talks yes. about like the dirty truths of it all, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh, and we appreciate that you, not just us, we're always sharing our dirty truths on our podcast, but thank you for joining in on our dirty truths. Um, absolutely hashtag oh thank you so much thank you guys have a good day bye thanks so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and also remember to follow us on instagram pushing a podcast on instagram and on facebook And you can even support us on Patreon. And some supporters will even get to have one-on-one time with us through Zoom or Skype. So we can help you plan for your birth or write a birth plan or answer some of your questions about having a baby or postpartum. So thanks so much for listening. We can't wait to see you next week. Bye.